of Honor you Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org and by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. No Kevin Gray today, but there is a Cowboy Wednesday, a victorious Cowboy Wednesday. It's Cowboys <laughs> Crosstalk. I'm your host this week, Chris Arnold from 105.3 The Fan, with the host himself, Nathaniel Newton, and he's got a special guest. He's a Super Bowl MVP. The last time the Cowboys went to the Super Bowl and won it. <laughs> Larry Brown is in the house. That sounds yeah. too far long ago. Don't say the last time, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. They're grown men. They ain't never seen a Cowboy in the it, Super Bowl. It's been a while. But guess what? We are in a victorious mode because who would have thunk it? The Dallas Cowboys knocked off a team that went to the Super Bowl last February. Cincinnati Bengals go down at AT&T Stadium 20-17. Nate, did you see that coming? Most people didn't. I, I felt uh, we had opportunity. You know, uh, every week, Larry, you know, we line up. And you, you feel within the house that you have a chance. And uh, fortunate for us, uh, they're, they're going through some of the same uh, pains. The offensive line is yeah. questioning. Your quarterback didn't get a lot of work uh, during, the, during the preseason. They're, you know, uh, sacks, abundance of sacks and abundance of turnovers. So uh, we took advantage of that defensively. Even though it hurt us in the fourth quarter with them eight and a half minutes, uh, Kellen Moore uh, mixed it up a little bit offensively on the offensive line, gave some different looks. So uh, I knew we had an opportunity. Uh, I feel uh, now that we won, I, I can just say without it, you know, a doubt, yeah, I thought we was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that now. A lot of people can say that now. I swear to God, I sure didn't see that coming. Yeah. Larry Brown, did you see a Cowboys victory? Did you see him getting this thing started one and one No, I didn't see that victory coming, but I did see something that I did appreciate during the week. Uh, obviously, I think uh, two weeks in, you can say the defense gets a good Tampa. Offense is legit. Come back against a very good Cincinnati offense. They're legit. Uh, the one thing that I did saw I didn't see coming was Mike McCarthy challenging Kellen Moore. Obviously, when you have a backup, you have to be creative and do things. But I, I thought that Mike McCarthy coming out earlier in the week just saying, hey, look, we have to be more aggressive. This is prior to losing Dak. Like, hey, so – uh, I thought they did, and they didn't come out super conservative with uh, Cooper Rush, and, and so defense did its part, did what they need to do, and offense scored enough points to win the game. Well, let's talk about that offense before we talk about the defense, sticking with the offense. And you mentioned mm -hmm. the game plan with Kellen Moore. Cooper Rush making his first start this season, his second start last year in Minnesota, he had more weapons, and you mentioned they were aggressive. Nate, I thought that fourth down play, that pass to Noah Brown, was the key to the entire victory because they were aggressive. It was fourth and two on the Cowboys end of the field and then pass completion. Can you talk about uh, uh, Cooper Rush, Noah Brown, and what you thought the offensive play was like? I think, you know, and a lot of people are correcting me, Larry and, and, and Chris, that I'm saying this kid looked decisive. And they said, well, it was the game plan. They say, you know, you know, they had set plays that they didn't want him to change and guys needed to be where they needed to be. But he did not hesitate on that fourth and two right. as a quarterback releasing that ball. And so, and, and all during the game, even the batted ball that was supposed to go to the young tight end, uh, it got batted, but Noah got it. I mean, he was decisive in where he was going. So when they did that fourth and two and they made it happen and Noah was willing to lay out for his boy that day, I knew we had a chance. You know, my, my, uh, 
my uh, what what is it? My belief started growing. At <laughs> that it point. is. That's yes. right. Yep. Hey, LB, what did you what you think about the chemistry of Noah Brown and Cooper Rush? Because they've been together for years on that practice squad, off and on, and so they got better chemistry than probably Cooper Rush and the rest of the receivers. Absolutely, that gets lost sometimes. When you're a backup and you're doing backup reps with the backup, <laughs> you do it every day. You're getting eighty percent. So yeah. sometimes they get lost when a backup becomes a starter. You hadn't had much work at all with that starter. Mm -hmm. Timing, everything's off. And the starter isn't going saying, hey, backup, come out here and run route for me. Right. Normally the starting quarterback is going to the starting receiver saying, hey, can you run routes with me after practice? But when you're a backup, it's the backup quarterback going to the backup receiver saying, hey, let's stay after practice. So I wasn't surprised about the chemistry because they've worked quite a bit together. Can you talk about the difference, Nate, between Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott as far as uh, – Cooper Rush was throwing the ball rather quickly. I'm not saying he's got the same talent as Dak Prescott because he doesn't. But can you talk about the way he uh, plays on the field? I'm not going to say off the field because everybody knows Dak Prescott is a dynamic leader. Right. And everybody to a man in that locker room was telling me, oh, Cooper Rush is great. He's quiet, calm. In fact, somebody called him Kawhi Leonard for a minute. Not talent-wise, <laughs> yeah. but right. just uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> real quiet. Yeah. Can you talk about on the field, though, the difference in the way they throw the ball and drive the team down the field. And, and that's what I was uh, talking about earlier. Is he seemed like he was sharp. He, mm -hmm. he was precise, and he knew where he wanted to go to the ball. He believed his receivers was going to be there, and they were for the most part. Now, people say, well, you know, this tap and this. Well, you know, taps and tips and all of that happens every game. Yes. It's just you have to limit those things. Uh, to hear uh, – I heard Zeke talk about him on NFL Network saying even when he's not starting, he's walking around giving nuggets to players mm -hmm. on offense, nuggets to even him, like, hey, man, look for this. This is what I saw on the film. So the guy is, what's the word, cerebral? Or yes, is that, cerebral. Is that the word? Uh -huh. yeah. Yes. So, Esoteric? Yeah. Wow, wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's coming from Vocabulary, a Kappa. Man. <laughs> that comes from a Kappa, man. I thought the Q's <laughs> was the smart guy. No, I'm just no, joking. Not them. <laughs> not them. They kind of woof, woof. But they anyway, woof. I, I – I like this kid, and my question, Larry, always been all week to everybody that's got a quarterback's mind, is it more to come, or is this about it for him, you know, right. for Cooper, for his, what he can do and lead the team? So, Larry, I'm going to throw this over to Larry. Is it more to come? Uh, here's what I think, um, mm. you, going back to Dak. When, you, when you're the highest-paid guy on the team, there's a lot they want you to do. All the checks, all the protection, so much is going on every play at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But when you're the backup, they say, hey, you know what? We're going to take all that off you. Here's our plays call. We got a couple of blitz checks in here so you can just play football. And I think in today's game, sometimes they do put too much on the quarterback where you're asking him to be the offensive coordinator every single play. Mm -hmm. And I think you see a lot of that with Dak with the checking at the line, this and moving that. Cooper Rush, hey, we call it the play. If they decide to blitz, we already have some stuff built in. Let's just play football. So you can play faster. And I think that's by scaling back sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds crazy. There was times where we keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple so you can play faster. Yes. And I thought they did that with Cooper Rush. Can you talk about Cooper Rush being on this team a while? Both of y'all's guys have had quarterbacks who come in to back up Troy Aikman, and they were coming from another team, Bernie Kozar, for example, and they had to immediately put him out on the field. Can you say something about the continuity and Nate, especially with you since you played offense on that offensive line? The continuity of the of a quarterback been on the roster for a while and, and having to absorb a game plan real quick. You know, the first thing you got to get is rhythm. Hut, hut, hut. All all of that's different. Yeah, you the don't want a bunch yeah, of flags. Yeah, yeah. The way you, the way he called plays, 
you know, and, and who he's talking to the majority of the time. Because he probably looking at – he <laughs> like Troy used to do, he'll be calling to play for Alvin and looking at Mike. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it, it's just trying to learn this guy. But this guy been on our roster for six years. Mm-hmm. He knows the offense. And, and like I said, I'm not – me, I, I believe this. Last week he was the backup quarterback. This is your starter. This is your guy. So what can they do to help him? How can he adjust mentally for himself? And now what can the offensive line do as far as improving themselves? As, you know, and that, that, that is the key. And this is going to go beyond this guy. It's going to go with Dak. If our, our offensive line has to hurry up and get good, they're just okay right now. They're going to have to hurry up and get good. And I want to say one last thing, Chris, that gets lost. Cooper uh, Rush played at Central Michigan. Yes. That's a pro-style offense. Yes. They actually huddled up and ran plays. So, and today where it's a spread game and nobody gets in a huddle, nobody calls plays, I think some of that also contributed to him coming out of a pro-style system out of college into an NFL system. I think that also paid dividends for him. Let me tell you something. That 20-17 to 17 victory, I could not see that coming. Actually, I thought they flipped it what I predicted right. for this season. They started off 2-0, and but, I mean, 1-1. One and one. I thought the Cowboys would sneak up and beat Tampa Bay 17-14. Right, right. to 14. I thought mm. the offense could scramble up 17 points with Dak. But with Cooper Rush and the fact that only CeeDee Lamb, out of all the uh, wide receivers in that room that were healthy, only one has got an NFL touchdown. I was like, wait a minute. They ain't going. I was like, they're not going to be able to score a touchdown. They scored touchdowns in their first two drives. I was going to ask you, Larry, on this wide receiver group, because none of them are really experienced. Michael Gallup's going to be coming back. Right. CeeDee Lamb is trying to grow into that number 88, trying to be a dominant X, trying to be a, a, a one receiver. Can you talk about CeeDee Lamb's game and the fact that Cooper Rush was working with a bunch of guys? I'm going to call him a committee right now, but Noah Brown been showing out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say most of the guys that played, with the exception of C.D. Lamb, Cooper's been rushing with because they're backups. There you go. So I think that there's some chemistry from there. I think C.D. will settle in, you know, his new role of trying to be the number one guy, how they're going to play him. Uh, now, you know, you got to prove you can be that number one guy, but I think it'll come in time. And as Kellen Moore figure out, you know, how we're going to run this offense, who mm-hmm. we're going to run it through. You know, is, is Pollard a running back? Is he a receiver? I mean, what are we going to do here? So I think some of that goes back to offensive identity. And, and the more uh, they get to that point to decide what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, I think CD will take off. I'm glad you brought up Tony Pollard because Nato's going to ask you about their running game. A lot of people thought, okay, if they're going to steal a game against the Bengals, they're going to have to run it down their throat a lot of Zeke. Now, they were running the ball. There was some balance there. But Tony Pollard showed the Tony Pollard from not just last year, but the year before. Can you talk about TP and Zeke and what they did to help Cooper Rush and Kellen Moore in this offense? This, this game here, you know, when people say creativity, you know, I, I look at it in more than one way. You know, Larry does too from a defensive standpoint, a cornerback. I look at it from offensive line. They helped our offensive line by pulling, by mm-hmm. blocking the tight end down, pulling the tackle around, putting the center around. You know, and they did that several times because we don't have – our left tackle is a Mueller. Our left right guard is a Mueller, and our right tackle is a Mueller. But our left guard and center are not Maulers. Right. You know, so that we blocked down on blocked down. We pulled around. We got outside. And they finally – and that's what I'm saying, using the personnel. That's Tony Pollard. Find ways to get him on the edge. Yes. You know, and not run a reverse, but run Tony Pollard to the edge and get him on the edge and let him take that one step and cut up. And he can be successful. And Zeke, steal your hammer. 
Yes. Zeke's, and you can, get Zeke, you can get Zeke something outside, but that ain't what he going to do. Put Zeke right in the inside cheek of both of them tackles and let him hammer that and see what you call it one going to give that up mm -hmm. inside. Um, last last week, Cincinnati had a squad. They weren't giving that up. Right. They had uh, Hill and, uh, and Reader. These are some, some mules sitting up in some, mm -hmm. some bulls. So they weren't giving it up. So you, you got on the edge. You gave them something. They normally don't give up. They're a very disciplined defense, Cincinnati. So let's talk about that offensive line. Larry, you can come in on this as well. Tyler Smith showed up again. This rookie has stepped in for Tyron Smith at left tackle. You know something about yeah. left tackle, left guard. Right. He's been doing his job while we wait on Jason Peters. Old Jason Peters. <laughs> Jason right. Peters, 40 years old. By the way, Jesus, Jason Peters looked like he's about 28. Right. He don't yeah. look like a 40-year-old yeah. man. I don't see a, be a gray hair on his face or in well, his hair. I guess you call him it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get that endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Larry, what do you think about the I, offensive I, line play, especially number one, the rookie? I think it's great to see the, whenever you see young guys playing well and getting experience, you, 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 play, you get better by playing, mm -hmm. bottom line, experience. And it's great to see him doing that. Uh, it's also good to see a commitment to an offensive line. In other words, if you're going to be a running team, you have to be committed to running the ball. That means that sometimes you're not going to pop them. Sometimes it's going to be some three and outs. Facts. But we're going to keep pounding you, and we're going to keep laying on you. So, you know, I thought they had a greater commitment to the run last week against Cincinnati than they did Tampa. So I wasn't surprised to see Tony eventually pop one because that's how it goes. People assume that, uh, you know, every time you run it, you're going you're gonna to get 20, 30 yards. It's not. Sometimes they're going to stop you, but we're going to keep committed, and we're going to break your will. We're going to keep leaning on you. Come third, fourth quarter, you're tired of getting leaned on, and boom, there they go right there. So it was good to see Kellen Moore be a little bit more committed to the run. Nate, the uh, offensive you know, line? The thing is, I'm giving the young left, left tackle, I'm giving him like a, a B minus mm -hmm. because his awareness, of he's still got to know when his help is coming mm -hmm. and take advantage of his help. He can get forward and grind you up. But we, we, we need for you to be a little bit better on your pass sets. How's his footwork? It's getting better. He's right. getting more of a sense of, a, a sense of urgency. But one time he just let a guy inside because he didn't know that Simi Fajoko was going to hit Lock. a guy. Yep. And, he, boy, he came right in on the quarterback. So he's got to learn to work together on a twist, on his twist and his stunts. Right. And that, that will get better. So, you know, uh, his awareness is probably about a C plus, his uh, – it, but is a physicalness? Oh, that's a B plus. He's two games yeah. into his career. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, for B minus, yes. for a guy that's playing the most important yes. position, that exactly. ain't bad. Yeah, two games so into I'm, his career. So I'm going to give you his good and I'm going to give you his bad, but he, he's holding ground. Yes. For him to show up and not have no reps since OTAs, yeah. he's holding. Now, our left guard, it's a struggle, and it's going to stay a struggle. And sometimes we have that. Sometimes we – and so, I mean, he gets stiff sometimes when he try to power guys off, and he'll have that problem this, this coming week, and he'll have it for the, all the way. But I hear Peters, you know, in, in a week or so yeah. maybe yeah, easing right. into the mix. Maybe by that Washington game. Hey, yeah. we're just getting started. It's Cowboys Crosstalk here at the Cowboys Club at the Star. I'm Chris Arnold. Star of this show is Nate Newton. Larry Brown, Brown, Super Bowl MVPs in the house. When we come back, yeah, we're going to talk some defense. You can't talk Cowboys defense without saying, Micah, that's next. <laughs>
Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. And we are back. I'm Chris Arnold, your host this week from 105.3 The Fan Star. The show is Big Newt, number 61, Nathaniel Newton. Nate Newton's in the house. And That's our special right, guest this week is Super Bowl MVP, Larry Brown, LB. Yes, sir. TCU, how about them horn How about them frogs, baby? How about them frogs? At SWBC, customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Man, how about them cowboys? You see, how about them frogs? Them cowboys. Let me tell you something. Most people said, oh, no deck, all these other injuries, they ain't going nowhere. The cowboys shocked the world on Sunday, beating the Cincinnati Bengals, who won the AFC, went to the Super Bowl last year. Now, we knew the Bengals had some problems with the offensive line. By the way, I don't know if you heard about this, Nate. Mm -hmm. Can't nobody find Lyle Collins today. <laughs> I'm serious. You think I'm making this up? You got these reporters it's all on Twitter. Got the reporters at practice for the Bengals. They're like, where's Lyle? He ain't showed up. Wow. He's supposed to be out here on the practice. We're going to we'll give you an update when we find I don't know where he is. Uh, last, we, <laughs> last we saw him, he was getting tossed by Michael, Michael, Michael Parsons. <laughs> wow, man. I love, I love me some LC. LC's my guy from Louisiana. Got to go fishing with Dak all the time. But, man, the Cowboys defense. First of all, I feel kind of bad for him. And you've had to do this before yourself, Nate. He had... TJ, TJ Watt, not TJ, yeah, TJ Watt, that's it. and he had Micah Parsons back to back. Man, that ain't no, that's a, that's a hard load to, to road to hope. Man, I, I, you feel bad a little bit bad, Elsie? <laughs> I'm glad. Well, wow. glad it wasn't you. But you know, and I ain't, I ain't trying to toot our horn, but that's the cop, cop type of competition when we play. Yeah, we face that type every, every week. week. So, every week. Yeah, but we wasn't after we we wasn't beat up in it. LC been some injuries. Yeah. yeah. His, his hips ain't what it used to be, and his feet definitely ain't what it I mean, they had him you know, like they was, what is it, a foxtrot where they got him spinning and twirling. <laughs> That's, right. I mean, That's right. Wow. Like but the Texas two-step. No, two right. And Mike wow. is doing it to everybody. So, yeah. in all right. fairness to Lyle, you're not the only one. Okay, so we wow. talked about the Cowboys defense. I said we got to talk about the Lion. The Lion, Micah Parsons, number 11. You can't stop him. They let him play wherever he wants to play. He's so smart, he just lines up on the field. He gets an A gap, B gap, he both defensive ends. He does every. He was spending a lot more time in out of space last year. Right. He was an astronaut yeah. last year, yeah. linebacker. Right. Yeah. Now he's like rushing the passer, and you can't stop him. LB, what can you say about Micah Parsons? You, I tell you who you remind me of. Uh, I remember Demarcus Ware, his rookie year, and I said, man. I went to him, I said, you're going to be a Pro Bowl player. Right. I just looked at how he moved, his athleticism. He's like, really? You know, Mark DeMarc is so humble, he didn't do it. When I saw Micah, then what he could do to play inside, outside, D-line, he, he went out at corner and covered a running back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many yeah, linebackers can do that? Hey, yeah. And jammed him up. Yep. And so I was like, whoa, this guy is the right, real, real right. deal. When he learns, because he still learned the game. Yeah. It, you know, sometimes when you have success young, people think there's no more to learn. This guy just getting started. I mean, he's year two, and you, he looked like he's playing year seven or eight right now. So the game's going to continue to slow down. He's a special player. Nate, any, anything you want to add about Michael Parsons, who are now people are saying he's the best defensive player in the NFL, especially with T.J. Watts out with that peck injury? You know, I, I, I like who this kid is, and I, I like his demeanor. I, I like the things he say. Uh, and his, and his, what he does on the field is, uh, is tremendous. And, uh, you know, and I, Larry has a story, and I has a have a story, too, of mine is much shorter. Okay. Well, so Larry, let me, can you tell yeah. your story? You got a micro story for us? I, the pandemic kept me from meeting this guy and shaking his hand. Mm -hmm. 
And this past offseason, you know, during the OTAs or something, I, I saw this dude coming down the hall because we over the media over here on the far side. So I see this dude coming uh, with uh, one of our, our media guys. I look I'm like, who is this? Who is this dude? And the close he got, you know, the taller. I said, this this dude is is huge. Who is this dude? And and this ain't happened to me since I played against Lawrence Taylor. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the hackles on my neck start rising. Because <laughs> the closer he got to me, he is so confident and so in yeah. who he is. His, his aura yeah. is so sweet. I'm, I'm looking. So when I finally get up on him, I'm, I'm standing as tall as I can stand. It's still more taller than this guy. <laughs> Man, what, he's six. Three, six, yeah, four, two fifty. Swole, and it's nothing but cut up. He's yeah. cut up. Yeah. I mean, manly voice. I'm like, yes. hey, you know, Michael Parsons. Yeah, I figured that out, man. <laughs> yeah. I figured that yeah. out. My whole body was vibrating, man. Yeah. I, you know, so that that was my. You know, I'm like, wow, First this dude is a beast. Yes, sir. Yeah. LB, you you ran into him way before he yeah. before he even got to Penn State. Yes. So uh, I met him when he was in high school. Really? Uh, he, he was on a recruiting visit to Penn State. The same weekend, my son was on a recruiting visit to Penn State. So uh, uh, my son may have been a sophomore. Maybe he was a senior. My son could have been a freshman, what, right. one or two, but uh, he was there. So they have, so he has this whole entourage, and they had a mix-up in carts. He was committed to Penn State at that time. Right. So they told my, our group, you guys take these two carts. Golf carts. Golf carts. You know, give us a tour. Mm -hmm. And there was, it wasn't enough carts for Micah and his crew. Yeah, yeah. So he decommits <laughs> from Penn State that weekend. What? Wow. He decommits de that weekend. He's With flexing right, on him. He flexed on him. Make a long story short, he ends up down the road recommitting, going. And my buddy's son played at Penn State, and he was with us on that visit that week. He said, remember that kid, man, that decommitted? Dude, this going to be – this kid is – I hadn't seen anything like him. Right, right. So by default, because of what happened to my son and my buddy's son playing at Penn State, I kind of followed him at Penn State. And the kid was unbelievable. One of me, one of the best young guys yeah. I had a chance to see play. So uh, that's my Micah Parsons stories. And wow. uh, some people blame my son for him decommitting from Penn State, but that's <laughs> not it. <laughs> but we're happy he went. He took over the golf cart. Well, we glad to hear. And by the way, when he first played at AT&T Stadium with Penn State, he said right then and there he wanted to play for the Cowboys. Right. He runs into Michael Irvin out at the draft. And he said, Michael, please make them pick me. And Michael <laughs> says, you're going to beat him, man. You're going to beat him. It's not like Mike. You know how Mike going to be doing that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you look, though, Chris, and you look, Larry, it's two corners saying, wow, I could have been in Dallas. Right. right. It's two corners, everybody man. everybody was thinking the <laughs> yeah. Cowboys going to draft a corner. Yeah. I think yeah. Sir Tan was a right? Yeah, Sir Tan. Patrick Tan. Yeah. They thought Cowboys didn't get that corner. What are they going to do? Offensive lineman. Right. Michael pa Parsons. Oh, no, they yeah. didn't get Michael Parsons. Parsons. But, yeah. but that's not the first time it happened. You know, exactly. they were going to take Jane Francis. Yeah. When yep. Emmitt came out, that's they right. moved up Jane Francis and take Emmitt. <laughs> yep. So sometimes hey, a, a little fate. A little fate, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I gonna, we've talked about this Cowboys defense real quick here because we've started with Micah, and he's a bad man. Oh, by the way, our boy, Brian Baldinger, who does these breakdowns, Baldy's yeah. breakdowns? Yeah. He sent out his breakdown today. <laughs> he don't even call Micah Micah no more. You know what he call him? What? MPP. MPP. Right. Michael Parsons' problem. He said right. he a problem. Right. He a problem for everybody in this league. He's just breaking down the plays as far as he can go. So you all call him MPP. Right. Well, this defense is is our, I already knew this much. That when I remember myself, I was thinking they would beat Tampa Bay, but they would lose to Cincinnati. Right. It wind up being reversed. But I've always thought if this team is going to win double-digit games mm. and win the division, it's going to be led by the defense. And so far, Dan Quinn got all of his systems going, even though he got some injuries. Let's talk about 
the other all-pro on that defense. We always talk about Micah, but this guy had double-digit uh, uh, interceptions last year. He plays corner, your position. Name is Trayvon Dix. He had a hell of a tackle. The game was tied. Here's Cincinnati trying to move the ball down the field. It was a third down situation. Talk about the hit. Michael Parsons said that was the hardest hit he ever heard a, a cornerback ever hit. Well, I will say that there now. Yeah, That's I, what Michael said. One of my hits. It ain't prime. One of my hits. But, yeah. No, um, I, I think Trayvon is continuing to get better. Again, people forget he had a lot of success young. They're still growing, and I think he's going to get better every year. But if you want to be a great corner, you need somebody up front that can get to that quarterback. Yeah. And when you have a guy like Michael Parsons where you know he can get there, I had Charles Haley, you know that you can be aggressive. You can take chances because you have that person up there. So I think those two combinations, I just hope when the time comes around, they keep both of them, you know, because uh, you're going to have to exactly. pay both of them. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, the cap will go up for those who keep yeah. worrying about it. It will be going up. Larry, you might be the, per the perfect person to answer this question. Because you played opposite Deion Sanders. Right. And people want to say, okay, is Trayvon a shutdown corner or not? Let's compare the talents. We're not going to – everybody knows Deion's the greatest cornerback of all time. Right, right. But when you want to break down Trayvon Diggs and what kind of assets he has, uh, one of the things that Deion was so unique, the, the, the quarterbacks just stopped throwing his way. They, he just, they wouldn't even throw over there no more. Can you talk about Trayvon versus Deion and the different kinds of styles? I think there's – Dion is so unique that I wouldn't remotely put Trayvon in this category. For example, Dion was a shutdown corner, a playmaking corner, right, and a guy that that's dangerous with the ball once hand. he got it in his hands. <laughs> right, all three. Right, oh yeah. Right. So that's a triple threat. <laughs> so not only can I have the ability to take you out the game, but if you throw it to me, I can pick it off, and take it to the house every play. Mm -hmm. I think Trayvon is a playmaking corner. He doesn't always shut down. He'll give up some plays here and there. Yeah. But his ability to make plays, right. he's for sure a playmaking corner. But they will get a few here or there. But Dion, you know, hey, let him catch one. The next one going to the house. Can you, you, know? can you possibly see some of these teams stop testing Trayvon and not throw his side of the field? Seems like they probably will because sometimes he will give up big plays yeah, every now and then. But, but he's, a, he's a risk taker. And, and see, he, long as he used to be a corner, I mean, a wide receiver at Alabama. For every one he gives, he'll have six good ones. Mm -hmm. So you can live with that and, and all day long because there are guys that won't take that chance. They'll play conservative. They won't get the interception. They'll knock one down here and there, but that's not how he plays. And I appreciate that, his mentality as a corner. He's a playmaker. Okay, so, Nate, before the game, uh, Jamar Chase had some thoughts about Trayvon Diggs. Now, I don't think there was that bad of a thought, but they were, he was like, he's not a uh, – uh, he was saying he said his technique wasn't perfect, right. which is which is kind of a fact. Right. What Larry just right. said. So so, yeah. so I was going and I was like that ain't really that bad. But he right. said well, it says like this locker room material. Nate, can you talk about how locker room material can show up sometimes? <laughs> All people need is just some words, right? Uh, you know what? The great ones are the ones that had the potential to be great. Can always find any little thing and it digs like yes. I, I'll show you. Maybe not with the big play, but with the tackle. You I'll sure show did. you. Yeah. And, and that was an Alabama LSU thing. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was. Let's go back to the SEC. Yeah. He said, you are not going to do the gritty today, sir. Right. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, today is a victorious Cowboys Wednesday. This is Cowboys Crosstalk. I'm Chris Arnold, Nate Newton, Larry Brown. We'll be back with more from the Cowboys Club next on 105 Feet the Fan and more.
packages Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. We're back. Chris Arnold, your guest host this week from 105 Feet of Fan. Star of the show is Nate Newton. And our special guest this week, Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown, cornerback extraordinaire, SWBC Mortgage. Join the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Now, you know, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys for a lot of people nationwide. Happily shocked yes. that the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> made the Bengals 0-2. The Cowboys are, are now 1-1. I'm going to tell you all something. I was in the locker room Sunday night after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just beat them down. And they were kind of like in shock. It was like a shock. And they were kind of stunned because there was a mass unit in there with, with uh, Dak's thumb all messed up, different guys with walking Basham boots. It, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, die injuries, crutches. It was like, this is crazy. And they did not think they were going to get beat like that. So this is where I'm, I'm going to go with this attitude thing because I came up here on Thursday to do some uh, pregame interviews in the locker room here at the start. And they installed the offense. And Dak's out there in the middle of everything because he's the, he's the total leader. He might have hurt his thumb, but he's still out in the middle of everything. These guys come off the field. They're feeling good about themselves. It's not like, oh, it's the end of the world. Fans are like, oh, the season's is long. These guys feel good like, what? This is early. We just, that's just one game. Can you talk about the attitude you got to have to win in the NFL, especially because you got so much parity nowadays. It's like it's wide open. Well, I think the one thing that gets lost is time. You're a pro. And you, I don't know a guy that's here that didn't, if you're a backup, that's never dreamed of starting or become the next Tom Brady or the next Dak Prescott. It's your opportunity. And it's about stepping up. So for me, that's how Tom Brady got his career started. Bledsoe got hurt. That's how yep. Dak got his career started. Romo got hurt. Kellen Moore got hurt. So there, it's, all, it's all about perspective. Hey, this is my opportunity to show that I belong, to live my dreams. And if every guy has that attitude, then you're going to be fine. You're not, you're not crying because this guy's hurt. You never want to see it, but this is my time to shine. Yeah, they were, they were loose, confident, not overconfident, <clears throat> but they were like, what? We get ready to play Cincinnati. So what? What up? We're ready. You know, and uh, my hat's off to Coach McCarthy for this game because he did say, you know, during the week I'm going to speak with Kellum and we're going to go over it. We're going to spend a little more time on the, on the, on the play selection. Uh, the offensive line, Evidently got with their coaches and, and did what they had to do along with Coach Kellen Moore. So I, I like it. it when you have the right mindset. And see, that when Jimmy came in, that was Jimmy. Yeah. He was looking for that bulldog. He was looking for that guy. Okay, I got good enough coaches that are going to put you in position to win. What are you going to do with it? And I right. hear a lot with Dan Quinn players. And I use Marquise Bell, the young little rookie. Mm -hmm. You know, he say, Nate, whether it's good. Oh, that's from your school. Yeah, that's that's whether you. Bam, you. Yeah, Bam whether you. you good or bad, you gonna know where you stand. That's right. And they have a mantra: is our job as coaches is to put you in the best position. Now, what are you gonna do physically and mentally on this field? Because you you in the best position. We giving you the stats. Larry them used to be like a reading book. You know, if you go into a formation, them Larry them could call out. The potential first three plays right. of Absolutely. every position. I used to be looking at them like, wow. Preparation. Preparation, Preparation. Man. Yeah. And it makes yeah. you play faster. Yes. And the game slow down to you. Mm -hmm. yes. So it goes back to coaching, putting you in a position, as Nate said, to be successful. And competition. And, 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 and you shouldn't have to wait. And I'll go back to Coach Johnson. Right. He didn't wait for his back to get to the wall That's right. before he did that. 
So this shows that they have the coaches that can do it. Mm -hmm. They have the players that can do it. It's just about how you go about coaching it now. So if it took Mike McCarthy this one game to say, hey, Kellen Moore, we got to be more aggressive. We have to do this. Well, let's do that every week if we need to. Yeah. Let's do what we got to do <laughs> to get the guys to play because that is the standard there, standard. You know, it's wild. Mike McCarthy, going to this game, another thing I was thinking about, Cincinnati would probably give the Cowboys a lot of troubles because whenever um, Joe Burrow would have multiple turnover games, he was like 5-1 and one in, his, right. in his short career. Right. Well, Mike McCarthy was also 5-1 and one when he lost the season opener. Right. He's now 6-1. and one. Right. right. So that's coaching right there. He knows how to step up his coaching game Absolutely. as well. You, being, you bring up Jimmy. Back when y'all were playing, Jimmy had waves of defensive linemen coming in and out of the game. He started that. He yeah. started that. It was, yeah. Yes. He, he always have a he lot of fresh that. guys. Yes. They got a defensive line this year. It seemed like they got waves of guys attacking the quarterback. Can you talk about the Cowboys' defensive line this year? You know, and, and the thing that hurt them was those waves didn't play right on the edges against the, the Bucks, but they played better on the edges against uh, against Cincinnati. So, and, and, the, and I talked to Leon Lett, man, and he's liking Big what Bohanna what Bohanna is doing. He's liking what uh, Osa is doing. And he's loving it. Darn Armstrong. It. Yeah, yeah, and he's loving that Darn Armstrong is finally finding his sea legs. It's all about when Charles Haley came, and we talk about the standard, Charles Haley lifted us. You know, we were confident, but we got almost cocky on defense. I mean, even Larry would kind of come at you sometimes. Larry was the calmest, <laughs> was the calmest dude on the team. Right. And so uh, the standard is raising. Uh, you, I'm telling you, if you got any, if you got any, you know, if you can drop them, you know what I'm saying? If you got any of those, I, it ain't going to be Michael Parsons no every week. Right. It, it can't be him every week. Right. You know? I want to say it was Nate, too. We talk about people stepping up. Charles Haley gets a lot of credit. Yeah. But what people don't know is two years in a row that Tony Tolbert was our defensive MVP. Yeah. Yes, he so was. Tony's bringing it as yeah. well every play. You quiet know, so man. quiet, quiet beast. My yes. roommate. And, 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 and why do right, you think Charles Haley loved Tolbert? Yeah. Because he <laughs> understands that, that guy over there yeah. is also helping my job because you just – you know, you had to count for him as well. Wasn't no double team. You had to count for him as well. But that's the that's the pride in the next man up. Uh, Noah Brown's done a good job with it. Cooper Rush done a good job with it. And I I love seeing guys. Okay, this is my opportunity. Mm -hmm. Go be great. Go show them that you can be the next star. So I mean, good start from Cincinnati. Let's keep it going. Speaking of stars, we got to give a shout out to one of the big stars of the game. We talk about Micah. We talk about Trayvon Diggs. We talk about uh, Cooper Rush. We even talked about C.D. Lamb and uh, Tony Pollard. Money Mayher. <laughs> we call him money now yeah. because Brent Mayher, he done, he done kicked the game with a field goal. He, hit, he kicked the only field goal in the game uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We brought him back. He can kick the long ones. Right now, he hasn't missed an extra point or a field goal. Can you give him his props? Yes. Hey, hey man, when you – Brett Maher. When you become – Maher. When you become street legal, <laughs> that means when you coming off the street from working, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. From being a, a whatever other legal job he had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th this is – this is – I love it. And then he understands who we – you saw his uh, interview after the game. He understands. Oh, yeah. I Guy's been out there for 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, great this, great that. He said, my job is to kick him in. Yep. And, and, and when, you, when you focus in and laser focus as a kicker, you don't care what's going on. My job, and, you know, and a lot of kickers don't like for you to say, hey, man, all you got to do is kick the ball through That's the right. uprights. 
But that's what he's basically saying. My job is to get it through the uprights. Well, he did a great job. Now, on the other end, the kickoff returner, the pump returner, he went to your school, that's TCU. That's right, baby. We talking about the, Turpin, the, Turpin time. Baby. Turpin's we talking bad about Kayvon, Kayvonte Turpin. Can you talk about him? Now, he, Tampa game, he didn't really get no opportunities. This game, he actually helped uh, the Cowboys on yes. their last drive. Yes, he did. Well, you know, the interesting thing about this subject is how do you win? And there's three phases, offense, defense, special teams. Correct. In today's game, I've seen a lack of commitment to special teams. So for the Cowboys to bring in a good kicker and to add a guy like Devontae Turpin who can – MVP of the USFL. They're committed to special teams. Okay, so – I, don't, I hate talking about Jimmy, but Jimmy was absolutely committed to special teams. In fact, he Period. made Joe Avazano the first special teams coordinator. That's correct. It wasn't just the coach. He made him the coordinator. So when you look at Cincinnati, you know, there was a time where guys going to kick extra point. You have to worry about it. Do you know how many guys miss extra point? Not field goals. Extra points in the NFL now. So for the Cowboys, I want to give Jerry and those guys credit to McCarthy for making a commitment to bring in a kicker and to bring in Turpin that, hey, special teams is now important to us. So if we can play good defense, if we can run the ball and play good special teams, we got a chance and not turn it over, we can beat a lot of people. I'm trying to remember something here. Now, I'm not trying to age me, you, or LB, uh, Nate, but I mentioned Turpin was the MVP of the USFL. Didn't you play in the USFL yeah, I'm, I, back yeah, in the yeah, day? Yeah, I'm an alumni. I'm an alumni <laughs> of the USFL, man. Who did you play league. for? I played for the Tampa Bay Bandits. The Bandits, baby. Yeah. Look it out. And yeah. who's your quarterback? Was it uh, Steve Young? Uh, no, Steve Young's with the Express. Okay. Uh, I had uh, Dan Reeves, man, old dude from uh, – <laughs> not Dan Reeves, but uh, I can't think of Mr. Reeves' name. Uh, he, he played quarterback for the – Way for, back for, in the day. Uh, 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 University of Florida. It came full circle, didn't it? I'm is telling you. Right? Wow. Uh, C. Spurry was my coach, though. That's what he is. Yeah. The, the ball coach. Spurry, yeah, the ball, the ball coach. coach. Yeah. The ball coach. Yeah. Man, let me tell you something. The Cowboys got that victory, like I said, surprised a lot of people, which sets up – a great game, a division rivalry, the first division game of the season. The Cowboys go up to the Meadowlands to take on the Giants. We're going to talk about the Cowboys versus the undefeated Giants next here on Cowboys Crosstalk. <laughs>
Package's Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. I'm Chris Arnold, your host this week, along with the star of this show, Nate Newton, and our special guest, Super Bowl MVP Larry Brown. It is a Cowboys crosstalk on a victorious Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday, baby. Cowboys whooping up those Cincinnati Bengals to even their record at 1-1. One one. Uh, SWBCPO helping to alleviate the HR administration burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPO.com to find out more. Gentlemen. It just got a little bit harder, but it's funner when you go into a, 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 a divisional game, a matchup on Monday Night Football, fresh off of a victory. The Cowboys play at the Meadowlands against the Giants. I don't know how the Giants did it. They're undefeated. I could not imagine. Well, I, are you going to say it's, uh, is it the fact that Saquon Barkley's healthy? Is it the fact that Danny Dimes ain't got to carry the load? Is it the fact that the defense is always good? You want to grab this one first, I, I think there's a number of things. Got a new head coach. Yep. Uh, who's been around. From the, from the Buffalo yep. Bills. Uh, Die Ball been around for a while. Saquon's healthy. Uh, a number of other guys are healthy. Daniel Jones is healthy. And so they're playing good football. And they beat two good football teams. Yeah, dog I mean, fights. Yeah, they beat Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And with a very good running attack with Derrick Henry. And, you know, uh, I think also to win the game, the coach showed a lot of confidence. Like, as you said about that fourth down with Cooper Rush. They said, hey, we're going to go beat Tennessee. Right. We're not playing for a tie. We're not going to overtime. So that showed a lot of confidence in that team. So each week they're building a lot of confidence, and they're definitely going to be up for the Cowboys. Giants hate Cowboys. Cowboys hate Giants. Yes, they do. What do you think, Nate? They got a super job in trying to get Jones going in the right direction. We know who Barkley is. I mean, he's all everything, and they he's took the advantage of it. He's the closest thing to Barry Sanders that when he's healthy. That you've ever seen. That yeah. you've ever seen. Uh, their defense, that I think they lost Leonard Williams this last game. So they got a, uh, uh, a few guys. They got, a, you know, Nick Williams, I think, is the backup, and uh, Davidson is another backup. So mm -hmm. their defense. But, you know, we got to remember now who their defensive coordinator is. Uh, Wink. That's yeah. right. Wink Martin, Martin from the Ravens. From yeah. the Ravens. Yeah, right. So this is going to be a great game because Coach Kellen Moore is going to have to match wits. Because he, if he see you do something, he's going to – from series to series, he's going to change that defense just a little bit. He got a new toy in Julian Love that he brings up and plays in the box. So I, 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 this is going to be a nice game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want to look at uh, the Giants and say, oh, this is the weakest 2-0 team. But to ask the Cowboy fans, would you be whether it be 1-1 one one, or barely squeak out a win and get a 2-0 start? And because it's all about coming. This is another – and people keep getting mad at me. This is a, this is our third preseason game for us and the Giants because mm -hmm. these coaches, especially the coaches, got young teams or teams that's devastated by injuries. They are learning their personnel. They really and are. And it's live, it's live bullets, you know. And after they do this and got the Washington the next week, then then the coaches that has no more excuse. And, and the only thing that helps us, yeah. well, don't help uh, our first round pick, Tyler Smith. Yeah. They won't. I, I don't believe he's playing. Kayvon Thibodeau, their first round draft pick. Yes. Will not be playing this week more right. than likely because it's injured. Yeah. But he's a great pass rusher. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're going to have to make some adjustments as well. Yeah. So the Cowboys are one one. The Giants are two and zero. It's a Monday night football game. You guys have played up in New York on Monday night. What is the atmosphere like? Let's let's start with you, Nate. What is the atmosphere like? What can the Cowboys expect to go into? How hostile is the environment? It's gonna be it's gonna be the world because <laughs> th this is what makes me and and I, and I think Larry have appreciation for the NFC East. We are the Cowboys. 
You know, we are the Cowboys. And our hatred for the other East teams will never be what it is against us. Yeah, you know, so to, uh, you know, hey, you know, we go to New York, they say, who you hate the most? The Cowboys go to Philadelphia, who you hate the most? Well, we just hate everybody in the East, uh -huh. but, they, but we are everybody's else. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, villain. They, yeah. they hate us. I, I tell this story. It's a funny story. True story, too. We're pulling the giant stadium one time and the buses come to a stop. And I see these four fans carrying a coffin. Right, right. And it's a Troy Aikman doll <laughs> with a knife no. in his heart. Right. No. So, so I'm walking. I'm watching these. We're on the bus. I'm watching. Right. They go to the check-in. They check the coffin like it's a purse. Right. And they let them carry the coffin right. to the stadium. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm saying, no, they're not going to let that coffin in the stadium. But, uh, but uh, it's a coffin with a Troy Aikman doll with a knife in his chest. So anything th that's, goes. that's the Giants. You know, speaking of the Giants. At that stadium, there was always this rumor that Jimmy Hoffa's body is buried <laughs> yeah. in that end zone. You yeah. ever kind of look around there and say, where is that man, mafia no. man's body? No, man. <laughs> I, but that's always been the rumor. M most right? of the games we played there, Nate, either decided the division or had major playoff implications. Yes. Yes. So they were very meaningful games, all of them, when okay. we went down there. So the Giants undefeated. Let's look at the, let's see, look at the division real quick. The Giants undefeated. The Cowboys are one and one Washington is 0 and 2. Right. And then there's a Philadelphia yeah. Eagles that nobody's. Well, I thought they were going to be good. I thought Hurts was going to hold it down. I thought he's. I said, he can't be no worse than a bus driver. He got some weapons now. They are really looking good. Yeah, A.J. Green's been a big addition, and he's come in and made an immediate impact. So with him outside and Jalen Hurts with the ability Man. to use his feet and run. So this division has gotten much better. And regardless of how Washington is, mm -hmm. we know that. The year we went 1 and we'd be watching. Oh, Cowboys yeah. Washington, so it doesn't matter what their record is when it comes to the division of playing the Cowboys. See, this is what I tell people. Tennessee is like, wow, when we got rid of Brown, it was A-OK. -okay. But now <laughs> Philadelphia like, are you sure you, 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 you <laughs> yeah. made the right move? Yeah. And what I like that what Philly did is they improved the team around their quarterback. And they got a defense. They signed Fletcher Cox back to another year yes. to teach this young kid That's out of right. Georgia mm -hmm. how to really play this game. That's a big dude, too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. he's a low. Yeah. Yeah. So this team, I, I think Philadelphia is for real, uh, and, and, and the Cowboys got to get for real. Oh. And the Giants yeah. got playmakers. Yeah. Shepard and mm -hmm. the guy, Kadarius Tony and Barkley. Uh, the Richard they, James they, they got, kid. They Richard got some James guys that can make yeah. plays. So. Yeah, don't, don't sleep on them if they can stay healthy. So, LB, what's the X factor for the Cowboys? What are they going to have to exploit to try to get a victory out of, the, out of, the, out of that state? I say three things. Good special teams. we got to make kicks, and we got to be able to get some return yards. Mm -hmm. Play good defense, right? Mm -hmm. On offensive ball side, don't turn it over, you know. You don't have to turn it over. Cooper Rush doesn't necessarily have to win it. More so, they doesn't have to lose it. Gotcha. Don't give it to them. I think they got a chance to win the game. When you go on the road, especially within your division, there's three things you always have to do. Larry named one special teams. You have to play lights out defense. And you have to have some semblance of a running run, game. Run the football. Some semblance right. of a running game. Now, can, can Coach Kellen Moore match wits with Coach Wink? That's Get right. That. Wink Martin. Yeah. And that takes pressure yeah. off Cooper Rush to say, hey, you don't have to throw it 50 times. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if we, if we can get you between 20, 25 throws, yes. run that ball, not turn it over, you got a chance. I, I think the running game is going to be key, too. And what I like about the running game is not only has we, we finally seen some Tony Pollard this season in this right. second game, but Zeke is not hurt. Everybody knows from, like, October on last year, he was out there with one leg. And even, even with one leg, he had 1,000 yards. He won a seven backs at 1,000 yards. 
I think Ezekiel is going to be good enough to do what he needs to do to help them dominate the clock. I think time of possession is going to be a key as well. And for the Cowboys defensively, do the Giants have any solutions for Micah? <laughs> no, no, they got a nice well, left tackle. The yeah. young Evan Neal at the right right tackle is getting better. But this type of speed, nobody, nobody can adjust it. to. There's a solution, but you right. may not want to do it. Right. You may do some max protect, keep a back end, but those yeah. guys aren't out in coverage now. So, you know, now you got to win one-on-one out I'm, here. But I'm gonna tell you outside like, of that, no, I don't think I'm gonna so. I'm going to tell you like they did at Top Gun. Like they told Maverick, <laughs> I feel the need. I feel the need. <laughs> need for speed. Need for speed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the Cowboys' defense, I have a fear that the Cowboys' run defense is real. They're not the best of the best. Saquon Barkley is so shifty. Should, it, it, could he be the X factor in this game? How well he plays. Because it's not like we got some great you, run defense. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Saquon's bring a little bit different element from the first two. Uh, Mixon from Cincinnati and Fournette from Tampa are big yeah. backs. Right. You're getting a little speed guy now that if he hits that corner, he can go. Right. So it's going to be a different challenge for us. Give me a prediction final score. I say Cowboys 28, Giants 21. Nate? All I need is one point. <laughs> That's all I need. I don't care how you want to mix it up. At the end of the game, one point. The Cowboys will win this game uh, four to three, two safeties. <laughs> 28-21. I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. I'm taking the Cowboys uh, 17 to 14. Thank y'all for being with, being with us on the Cowboys Crosstalk. I'm Chris Arnold, Larry Brown, and Nate Newton. So long, everybody. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!